The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb It is, uh, again, another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and welcome to your Xfinity episode. Uh, feels like forever, I, even though it hasn't been forever. We didn't get one last week, but we get one this week. All three series in action in Charlotte. Uh, of course, the big Charlotte Motor Speedway. Mile and a half. Beauty of a track. The Cup guys are running 600 miles for this one. The Xfinity drivers, they're going to half of that and uh, take on the Alsco Uniforms 300, 200 laps around this mile and a half paved track. Cody, welcome to uh, the Xfinity episode and welcome to just an exciting week of racing overall. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Been a busy one already. Going to continue to be a busy one. Again, we've, we've hit on it a million times. Hopefully at this point, you've listened to some of our other shows that are out, but uh, going to be a great weekend of racing. Xfinity Series is part of that. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We got, uh, got some, some guys in the, in the field this weekend that are going to keep things, uh, interesting. So you've got, uh, Kyle Bush in the 10 back for colleague, Ty Gibbs dipping down into that 19 car. Um, dude, nobody cares about any of these people, no, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and Carson Hosevar is the other most notable one that we'll mention in the 77, but, uh, yeah. So Kyle Bush, Ty Gibbs couple guys to to spice some things up this week it's crazy because i mean it's only two of them but it still feels as if this is like you know an all-star event with those two in there because ty gibbs i mean coming back as a series champion right running his i think this is the first xfinity race of the I year. one of the road course i think he did the road i course, think he did the road uh, course you're absolutely right yep yep, yep. but but his first oval for this season yep. yeah his first oval going back dueling with Josh Berry like he was back in the day, right? It's it's going to be a fun little run. And then, of course, we talked a lot about Kyle Busch in the in the Cup Series episode as far as where his head's been at lately. And, I mean, is this trek down to Xfinity going to be the same as the, you know, trek down to trucks where hasn't necessarily been as successful as he hopes it could be? And now he's in the college car, that all-star college car, so it's not even KBM equipment, so... What does this do for the field? Well, I think we're going to touch on this uh, a few times throughout our bets, but he's been in that 10 car already this season. Wasn't the best race for him. So uh, I think that maybe we'll, we'll lead you into how we're, we're going to end up leaning on this. But uh, yeah, I, it's tough. We'll talk about it more as we get into the bets, obviously. But 
that, that 10 car, I get that Kyle Larson won the last Xfinity race we had in at Darlington, but I, I don't want to say that Kyle Busch isn't Kyle Larson because he's a very, very good driver in his own right. Obviously, has over 100 Xfinity Series wins, but it is still Kyle Larson, and at this point in time, Kyle Larson seems to be a little more on top of his game than Kyle Busch. Not again. We, we love Kyle Busch. I picked him to win on Sunday, so I still think he's got it in him, of course, but uh, it just seems like in that 10 car, it's been a bit more of a struggle. Uh, Reddick struggled in it. Um, oh, I guess Reddick didn't drive it this year. That was maybe, I don't, maybe I don't know what I was thinking because Reddick's a Toyota driver now, but uh, <laughs> Austin Dillon rather struggled in it. Um, and, and Kyle struggled in it, and we haven't seen a ton out of that colleague camp other than Chandler Smith kind of popping up, grabbing that one win. But So be interesting uh, to see how it goes this weekend. But uh, like I said, we'll get more into that, but uh, I'm definitely not expecting too much from Kyle Busch. I think he's going to have a solid run. He's going to finish top 10, maybe even top 5. But I, he's def- I definitely I, I think you'd be hard pressed to make a case where he's going to come out and dominate this race in ways that we've seen him before. And he leads every lap, like with as good as some of these other cars are in the field with as not good as that car has been. Even Kyle Larson, when he won the last Xfinity race, I don't have the lap sled in front of me, but he didn't lead that many laps. Like it was more towards the end, worked his way up there and, and got into it. If I recall correctly, maybe he led every lap. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so though. No, Kyle Larson only led 46 laps in total, so it wasn't even a majority of the laps. Yeah. So, well, and I guess part of that, too, is speeding penalty gets into the back. But, yeah, yeah, again, we'll get into it. But on a bigger track like this where you need more speed, I just don't see that college car hanging as as well. Not Kyle Busch not going to have a bad day, most likely, but I don't see him being dominant like like we see him be sometimes. Well, and yeah, so all that really to say too, and that we're not really all that scared off by the two. This isn't like uh, at North Wilkesboro where practically half of the cup field was in that truck race just trying to throw down some laps. I mean, this is just two. And I mean, we talk about it just about every Xfinity episode in that these drivers are good enough to hold their own on their own uh, series. So Again, these cup drivers coming down to make these starts, it doesn't seem to phase these guys. And it may be, I mean, I know it's happened, you know, for the history of the sport, but like it honestly just doesn't seem to phase these guys anymore. It feels like now they're running back and forth with each other and there's just no, you know, it, there's no fear anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, Kyle Larson's in the field. Okay, great. Like I'll race him, I'll run him, but I'm not going to be scared of him. So I think that's yeah. the takeaway from that. Exactly. So, uh, all right. We're going to step away for a quick break, continue to talk about this Alsco Uniforms 300 for the Xfinity Series. But we got to tell you about Edge Boost first. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? Well, if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boosts enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right. 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use twice the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advance. Up to $2,500 if you can add to your bankroll right this minute. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is... Hang on for that. I'll give that to you later. Uh, Can't give it to you now. Just wouldn't be fair. 
Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so like I said, it is a 200-lap race for 300 miles around this mile-and-a-half track, and we know that Charlotte Motor Speedway is a very gracious track. It is very grandiose. I mean, it's a mile-and-a-half, but it still feels like this arena dome type of a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just Maybe it's because the Coke 600 is, is run on it, but it just feels like one of those Roman spectator events that you get to to participate in. And so maybe that's what makes the track awesome. But yeah, these guys, 200 laps to deal with. It's not the longest of races for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's some of the favorites. And here's what I want to lead off with. Like when you look at the books, I, I you guys are listening. I know you are because you've done stuff like this before. Please give us more. Please give us more. It's not that I don't enjoy talking about the same five drivers every single week. But you've got to make this more interesting because from a content standpoint alone, I want to talk about guys that are running down in the in the 20s and 30s more often. You know, I want to talk about the Smithleys. I want to talk about the Hurt. Well, Herps doesn't run down. I want Fredo's. The, oh, he has been lately. I know, right? <laughs> uh, the Josh Williams, the Brendan Pools, right? Even the Jeffrey Earnhardt. Just give us more, please. Yeah, there's just, it is sort of a week a weak amount of options this week i guess it's just there's not i mean like caesars is normally the first one up with everything they don't even have head to heads up right now there's only two groups available to bet on uh and i think in those groups they have some of the same drivers like again we don't get top tens ever in xfinity so yeah i'm sort of disappointed a lot of the head-to-heads on all the books are almost exactly the same so there's not a ton of like sometimes different books have different head-to-heads or they're matching different guys up and so that kind of gives you a selection you can kind of put together a bunch but it's all the same couple of head-to-heads so yeah i'm very disappointed in the selection process this week uh as far as what's available at this point i don't know what the deals with the books i mean we're recording this on wednesday afternoon at this point um and, and like i just was talking to you about before the before we started superbook has truck series odds to win up and that's the only truck series anything I've seen at this point. And it's Wednesday already, and they race on Friday. So is it Wednesday? I think it is Wednesday. Today. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Today I'm pretty sure it's is Wednesday. Wednesday but yes. uh, <laughs> but like, what, it's only two days until the race. Like, And there's not even any Cup Series guys to... Maybe that's why they're struggling, because they don't, don't know how to price people without Cup Series. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's one of the... Not Dash for Cash, but whatever they do, the triple truck selection, whatever the hell they call it. But... It's one of those races. So there's no Cup Series guys in that race. Like, how about some fucking odds? I, I don't understand. I don't know why. What's going on this weekend? Especially, not only that, but like it's the biggest weekend in motorsports. I know the Indy 500 odds are all out there. I know the Monaco odds are all out there. I know all of that stuff. But let's not forget about these other races too. The Coke 600 obviously is huge, and we've already talked about that. But Xfinity and trucks are what leads into that. So how about some more fucking options? Help us build our bankroll so we can bet on those three big races on Sunday. And just from a from a business standpoint, wouldn't it make sense for you to have more anyways? Like, I get it. I, I know you're busy, folks. I do. I, I'm not ever going to tell you that you're not busy. But I'm no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> the public but is clamoring. With all that being said, um, 
we did find some stuff that we really liked this week, so yes. that is a good part. Yes, we did. Well, yeah, and I mean, again, it's it's not difficult to find stuff we like. It's just <laughs> actually we wish we'll we get into more. it when we get to the bet. But I researched myself. Uh, I, I flipped flipped my pick on one of these because I researched myself out of what I was gonna do. So uh, we'll see how it goes. That just proves that the deeper you dig, sometimes the more you can talk yourself into or sometimes out. Sometimes you know, it's like you look at something on the surface, and we talked about this on the the special episode for the Indy Five Hundred. Like, go back and listen to that, of course. But there's one where you know it's head to head this year. They the one guy's beat the other guy in every single uh, race, but when you dig into that specific race, like it's been the complete opposite. It's been the other way, and every time they've gone head to head in the Indy Five Hundred, and so. Sometimes on the surface, things are like, yeah, those those two things shouldn't be together. Like, this one's obvious. And then it's like, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe they put this up here for a reason, right? It's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, all right. Is there any news and or notes that you want to touch on before we start getting into our bets? Nothing, nothing happening I mean, in Alex the world Bowman, of NASCAR? It's, it's officially official that Alex Bowman will be back. Um we, we talked about that uh, on the Cup Series show. We expected him to be back. It, it appeared as if he would be, but now it's been officially announced, so he's got the waiver to still compete for the playoffs. I should look and see where he is sitting in the standings, just for a reference point. But uh, Also, we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the rumor had been that Josh Berry was going to be making his announcement this weekend on his future, so let's keep our eyes peeled on that. I haven't seen an official announcement yet, but I know, obviously, the, the rumors that have been swirling have been he's going to the four car. So uh, we'll see if that is still the case. I am pulling up the standings here. And Alex Bowman is 17th. So he's only one spot out of the playoffs uh, at this point in time. So, And he's only five points behind Chase Briscoe. So, uh, and this is a very, very important week, too, like we talked about in the Cup Series side of things. Not to get too far on the Cup Series tangent, but with the four stages... That's three stages during the race to be able to earn those points, um, and it will be huge for Bowman. He did run a test at North Wilkesboro, so NASCAR has a rule for when a driver's coming back from injury. You can test at tracks that they're not going to in the next 60 days, basically. They don't want to give him an advantage, right? Don't don't just go to Charlotte, test there, and then he gets to race this weekend because that's, that's an unfair advantage. So once they had raced at Wilkesboro, he was able to race after run laps on the track after that. Um, and so he did run and, and things went well. He was medically cleared and then the waiver for the playoffs have been approved. So that's kind of really the only big news I've seen so far. Obviously the Barry news since we're in the Xfinity thing that I would expect that to be coming unveiled this weekend. Um, I mean, that's been the rumor swirling for weeks at this point. So we'll see if it's officially made official, but uh, I would watch out for that announcement as well. And so what's crazy with that is that with Barry now not in a ride for the Sunday car i right. you know it kind of frees his mind for a concentration yeah. just on on uh saturday which i mean that'll come up later in the show maybe maybe not <laughs> but uh, i'm just saying it's going to be interesting to uh to get that out um yeah. all right you know what let's take an early break i don't think the bosses are going to care if we take an early break uh they just care when we miss it so uh <laughs> let's take an early break when we come back we will start laying down some bets because um, I feel like that's that's a good thing to do right now. Let's do that, shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's talk to you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off offer, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays, have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so 
much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. Plus, if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. And if you don't love them, eh, I don't know why, but if you don't, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. That team has always got your back. For our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. You want in? Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May's almost over, so make sure you take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May Contest. All right, Cody. Well, I feel like it's a good enough time as any to start laying down some of our bets for this Alsco Uniforms 300 race from the Charlotte Motor Speedway Xfinity Series. Let's go! (laughs) I love the excitement level around. Sorry, I'm getting hyped. (laughs) (laughs) So, I like this bet. A little behind the scenes for you. I like this next bet so much that I created the sheet yesterday um and i put in a couple of bets because there was a couple things out there i was hoping to find some other lines doing a couple bets left it in the sheet last night and then you know earlier today i was looking and i was like okay let me find some other bets so i go and look and i'm like oh i really like this bet i go to type it in in the second box and i realized i had already typed it in in the first <laughs> box so twice i've talked myself into this bet so i like it <laughs> i'm gonna start with john hunter Nemechek over kyle bush i know you're saying what but this, this is a plus 130 over on Superbook, um, John Ernemichek, hands down, has been the best car in the Xfinity Series week in and week out. Those JGR cars have been the best cars in the series, hands down. I don't, there's no argument at this point that, that JGR is not the best team in the field and that Nemechek specifically is the best driver in the field um, on a week-to-week basis of the regulars, of course. So, yes, Kyle Busch is in this race. Yes, he's won over 100 Xfinity Series races. Yes, he's good. But we already touched on that college car. Maybe it's not going to be that great. Um, again, Larson won a Darlington in it. So you've got to put that out there. That was the last race. Maybe they've started to figure something out. But Kyle Busch was in this car in ninth place at Phoenix, a fourth place at Vegas. Austin Dillon had an eighth place at um, Auto Club. So all decent runs. And I fully expect Kyle Busch to be inside the top 10 and maybe even the top five. But John Hunter is going to be competing for the win in this. I don't quite think that Kyle can compete for the win. Will I be surprised if he does? Of course not, because it's Kyle Busch, and and you put him in anything, he's likely going to be good most of the time. But John Hunter has been amazing this year. Go back to Auto Club, uh, again, an intermediate track, led 49 laps, won that race. Go to Las Vegas, he led 45 laps that day, finished in sixth place. Um, And then Darlington uh, last week, he uh, started on the pole, actually, in that one. He led 57 laps. Uh, ended up in a, with a fifth-place finish, but if you remember, he was the one racing Kyle Larson for the win at the end, um, and they made the contact, and, and all, you know Larson almost didn't even win that race um, there at the end, and then Hunt, John Hunter fell back to fifth. So, uh, But he, he was really the second or best car maybe even that day right there with Larson. So, um, And all of that on top of the fact that John Hunter used to race for Kyle in the truck series and on multiple occasions when Kyle came down to race in the truck series, went head to head with Kyle and beat him multiple times. So we know he can do it. And you're giving me plus money for the best car in the field every week. Yes, please. Give me John Hernemachek over Kyle Bush. 
I, I know this is one of those where you look at it and you're like, you know, take Kyle Bush, right? He's the, the Cup Series guy. He's a multiple time Cup Series champion. He's got over 200 wins in NASCAR's top three series. Like, but you got to look into it, right? And, and John Hunter has been so good this year. Um, I, I think they're trying to catch the more casual people on bets like this. And uh, don't don't be that casual person. John Hunter over Kyle Bush plus 130. I love that one. And so much so that I will echo that. In fact, when I saw yours in there, I was like, well, there we go. I guess we're on a full fade, I suppose, of Kyle Bush. But not crazy because it uh, because we're not trying to like we're not trying to fade him. We're not saying he's going to have a bad day because he's not. He's going to have a good day. He's just lucky for us. He's matched up against the very, very fucking good cars that we expect to be better. Yep, and and Ty Gibbs is going to be one of those. Uh, Ty Gibbs, like we said, back in that 19, back in his, his Gibbs equipment, uh, obviously not his same car number from when he was uh, there in the first place, but uh, you know he's, he's in that car. He's in the Gibbs equipment. And, I, I mean, we got him over Kyle Busch at minus 125. It seems a little bit juiced, but I still feel like this is a, a good, solid bet. It's not as 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 good as the plus one thirty that you get for John Hunter Nemechek, but uh, I still think Gibbs over Bush is a good cash. Look, Gibbs has run this track twice as an Xfinity driver. He has finished no worse than second in either one of them. That means he won one and he finished second in the other one. So uh, Gibbs pretty damn good around this track for for what it's worth. Uh, and then for Kyle Busch, though, this season, you know, you, like we said, uh, uh, as far as him being an Xfinity driver and being fantastic, in that 10 car, he's had a fourth place finish and a ninth place finish. He has not won in the Xfinity series this year, which, again, goes to the narrative that he can be got on these tracks. He can be got by the Xfinity drivers. He's not just an instant, you know, load up and win uh, type of a guy. I will say that uh, if you are one of those people that are like, oh, but Kyle Busch, whatever. Yeah, I get it. I mean, in his 26 starts in this on this track as an Xfinity driver, 22 top 10s, 19 top 5s, 9 wins. Is he good? Well, hell yeah, he's good. <laughs> but that was all driving Gibbs equipment as well. What is Ty Gibbs driving? Hmm, Gibbs equipment. What's Kyle Busch driving? Not Gibbs equipment. So uh, I I'm telling you right now, the dominating part for this comes a lot with the equipment as well, and I think Gibbs is going to get the better of Bush, just like uh, John Hunter Nemechek's probably it the better of Bush this this race. Yeah, I love this bet as well. I have more on Gibbs in a bit, so we'll come back to that part. But uh, I agree with you on this. And again, don't just—it's not just a heavy fade of Kyle Busch. It's just we think that these Gibbs cars are going to be faster, and these guys are are close enough in talent that that the the way their car is and as good as our car is can make up that difference and, and allow them to win that. So I agree with you there next up. Well, these next two bets really are the ones where I, I flipped and changed my mind. You've got Austin Hill paired up against Sammy Smith. Originally I looked at this and I thought to myself, what we've just been talking about for the last five minutes, Gibbs cars have been fast every week. How can I not take the Gibbs car here? Then I started looking into it and I thought, Maybe, maybe it's not so much. So I flipped it. I changed my mind. I'm going with Austin Hill plus 110 over Sammy Smith over on Superbook. You're getting plus money. That's already a bonus part right there. Sammy Smith has been extremely fast this year, and I will not be shocked if he is running up front. So I'm not going heavy on this matchup. I'm just, I, I do like the plus money side and, and I like Austin Hill's ability to finish these races. Go back and you look at the three most comparable tracks, Darlington last week. 
Uh, Sammy Smith finished 11th. Austin Hill, a nice, solid fourth-place finish. You go back to Las Vegas, 17th for Sammy Smith. Austin Hill won that race. I believe we had some money on him that day. Um, and then you go back to Auto Club, Sammy Smith, 19th place. Austin Hill, 6th. So 11th, 17th, and 19th for Sammy Smith in those three races. Speed, yes. Inconsist inconsistencies as well, yes. Austin Hill, 4th, 1st, and 6th. Very, very consistent. He's been a front runner all year for a reason. Is he going to have the fastest car, lead a bunch of laps? Probably not. Could Sammy Smith do that? Probably. But Austin Hill will find his way to the front at the end of the race, like he does almost every week. He's going to get you a solid finish and a plus money to just beat one guy. I like that. So give me Austin Hill over Sammy Smith, plus 110 over on Superbook. I'm glad you took Austin Hill. I was finding trying to find a way. You had already put him in there, so I, I just kind of you know said it. But I, I definitely agree with you on this one because I think Austin Hill is going to have a good, solid race. And you just really can't, I guess, can't expect that out of Sammy Smith, unfortunately. And that's I saw, too, when you, when you flipped it, too. I was like, oh, thank God, because I almost yeah. didn't agree with you on that one. I, uh, Sammy Smith has had the speed, and he's looked so good, and he's, he's gotten a win, right? So we know he can get it done, but he's just not as consistent. And especially on the intermediates we've had so far, he's not gotten the results. And so that's what swayed me to the Austin Hill side of things. And just I think that you can trust him a lot more. Sometimes that's all that matters. Plus, you're getting plus money on it. Um, so, yeah. So give me the Austin Hill side. I love it. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn my attention to our favorite Canadian that's not a Canadian but from California, Sheldon Creed. Uh, I'm picking him to finish better than Brandon Jones at minus 110. This is over on Superbook. This is just one of those those matchups that I picked. <laughs> I stared at this matchup for like 10 minutes, Rod. <laughs> I'm, see, I, <laughs> I, I just looked at it. I'm like, I, I, I can't figure it out. I don't know which way to go. <laughs> well, because look, the numbers are, are very, very confusing when it really comes down to it. But I will say that I think that uh, because we talked a lot about junior motorsports and how they've gotten in their own way this year, they've really just been in each other's way. Uh, they just been adversaries on the track more than they've been teammates earlier in the year. That's kind of shook it itself out a little bit over the last couple of weeks. You haven't seen nearly as much of that. But the person that suffered the most from all of this nonsense has been that nine car. Brandon Jones seems to be the one that really suffers. I mean, Sam Mayer's gotten wrecked out of a few. But um, Brandon Jones, his overall finish this season, uh, his average finish is 18.5. For a junior motorsports car, that's not really what you're looking for. Um, he's had finishes of 33rd in Fontana. 34th last week at Darlington. He had a 23rd in Phoenix, a 21st in Vegas, 21st in Richmond. Like, these are not really solid finishes. Overall, he's only had two top 10 finishes uh, in this in this season, and that's, that's not good for a junior motorsports car. Uh, turn your attention to Sheldon Creed for a half second. Now, he's had some equally bad finishes. He crashed out at Daytona, finished 34th, 27th at Martinsville. Last week had a rough go at Darlington, finished 25th. But he's got five top 10 finishes in 11 starts. Half of his finishes so far this year, almost half, I, and math is hard. That's one less. But almost half of his finishes this year have been uh, top 10 finishes, which means that when he's not wrecking out, he's, he's finishing respectably in the top 10. He's had a third place at Phoenix, a second place at Talladega, um, a sixth place at Richmond. So some good quality finishes for Sheldon Creed and on this track he's only ran it once as an Xfinity driver and he finished eighth 
Brandon Jones, on the other hand, has actually run this uh, race quite a bit as an Xfinity driver. Uh, he's made nine starts, only three top tens. His best finish was a seventh place finish on his first time out the track. After that, 16th, 16th, 13th, 15th, 10th, 27th, 8th, 16th. So, again, Sheldon Creed just has the knack for running up front. The finishes don't always match up to what his talent level is, but he at least salvages some decent finishes more often than Brandon Jones has, especially this season. And Charlotte just doesn't seem to be Brandon Jones's track when you dig through his numbers. So I'm going to stick with Creed, who, again, first time out, got an eighth-place finish here. Uh, so it makes me hopeful that he can do it again, especially now that he proves that he can run with the big boys, especially when he's running with, like, a Kyle Larson. That shows me he's got the talent. He's just got to pull the trigger every week. You convinced me. I'll give me give me the Sheldon Creed side of things. I I was looking. I was just trying so hard to find a way to, to go on that one, but I like it. I like your case. You win. Uh, yes. Give me some Sheldon yes. Creed. And you would tell me if I didn't win either. That's right. I would. Because <laughs> I... Not a, especially in the Xfinity series. That's where it seems like we argue the most. But uh, no, I, I agree with you on this one here. Um, so next up for me, this one I also, uh, based on my previous research, flipped this one. This is Group C over on uh, Caesars. Again, if we're only offering two groups, why do we have Group C and Group D? <laughs> I, I, last time I checked, some things have changed. There's less planets than when I was a kid. Maybe they changed <laughs> the alphabet. But... I believe it starts with A and B. So why do we have C and D if there's no A and B? Maybe somebody could explain that to me. I don't understand. Anyways, that's not the point. So this group is Sam Mayer is the favorite in this group, plus 220. Chandler Smith, Austin Hill, Sammy Smith, all plus 240. I was going to take Sammy Smith in this group, right? Plus 240. I loved it. Then I did my research, and I've changed my mind. I'm going to go with Austin Hill, plus 240. I've already made the case for him to beat Sammy Smith, right? Chandler Smith, same thing with the colleague car with Kyle Busch. He's, you know, granted, <laughs> one of the races Kyle Busch was in, Chandler Smith was the much better colleague car uh, and won that day. Or was that the race he won? Or is that, I don't remember. That was at Phoenix. I don't remember if he won that one or if uh, that was the one he lost with two laps to go. But either way, um, Chandler Smith, it's just been a little bit inconsistent over the, the season. He can't rely as, as good on or as much on the good finish. And then Sam Mayer. I'm actually going to make a positive case for Sam Mayer in a few minutes here, but uh, as far as relying on him on a week-to-week basis, kind of the same thing with Brandon Jones, the junior motorsports guys, it's been a little less reliable for the one and for the nine. Um, and Austin Hill, again, I just expect him to be running top five at the end of this race. I think that's going to be good enough to beat these guys as the underdog in the group, well, tied for the underdog in the group at plus 240. I like Austin Hill, so uh, give me him to beat Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, and Sam Mayer. That's picking on a lot of Smiths and uh, and Sams over there. That they, that's why that's a group, whatever D or whatever. They're like they're saving room for A and B for like should've, the big ones. Made a group S. There's a lot of S's in that. Group. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Smith, Sammy Chandler Smith. Smith, Sam Mayer. See, love it. Yeah. Uh, all right, well. Let me talk more about some junior motorsports drivers, shall we? Uh, this is the one that I don't hate from a week-to-week basis, and that, of course, is Josh Berry. We just talked about the fact that he will no longer be in the 48 car, unfortunately, this this uh, this race. He will be re- just resigned to driving his own car in the Xfinity Series, but he's pretty damn good at doing that. So I definitely feel like it's not as if this is a gigantic step down, obviously, because 
you know, Josh Berry's been a damn good car. Now, this isn't the season that he really wants out of it. Uh, we talked about everybody getting in his way. He does not have a win yet this year. His average finish is just under 10th place at 9.5, but nine top 10s and 11 starts, five top fives. It's still a pretty damn good season. Um, the only time he's finished outside of the top 10 uh, is his crash at Talladega and his 26th place at, Day at uh, Daytona. So, Cody, last I checked, Charlotte is not a super speedway. So I think we're okay for Josh Berry to have <laughs> a pretty good finish this uh, this race and on a track that he's actually won before. So uh, I definitely, he's won a race on this one. He's only run two Xfinity races in this, in this uh, eight car. You want to talk about the definition of checkers or wreckers? Well, the first one he crashed out in 32nd. The second one he turned around and he won. So uh, he beat Ty Gibbs, in fact, in that race as well. Uh, Ty Gibbs finished second. He finished, and he finished 18 seconds uh, in front of everybody. So you want to talk about not just necessarily winning that race, but he kicked everyone's ass on that what, one. What would Kyle Larson say? That's a that's an old-fashioned ass-whooping there. Old-fashioned ass-whooping. Yeah, he beat Ty Gibbs by 18 seconds. Ty Gibbs did not lead a lap in that race. Josh Berry led 89 of them uh, of the 200. So... Yeah, that is an old school ass whooping right there. So again, Josh Berry equals good at this track. Uh, Cole Custer, on the other hand, does not have a win on this track. Uh, frustrating enough for him, uh, but he does have six top tens and eleven starts. Uh, the best of which that he had last was a third place. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's this is his season. Click the right one, Rod. Uh, Cole <laughs> Custer still hasn't won on this track. That is true. There you go. But he has four out of five top 10 finishes this season uh last the last time he was on this track obviously remember he wasn't a full-time xfinity driver uh for the last couple of seasons but the last time he took this track he had a 24th place finish but before that second sixth seventh fourth it's not as if cole custer has not been uh good on this track but again it's cole custer versus josh berry cole custer has let us down He's come around the last Custer's few races. Custer's not been that same Custer he was back then either. It's yeah, it's been okay getting some solid finishes, but he's not great like he should be. Yeah, you would have expected him by now to have one, two, or ten uh, wins on the season, anyways. But yeah, uh, I expected him to be at about ten at this point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his average finish this season is at eleven and a half. Like I said, Josh Berry's at nine point five. These guys seem to be battling around the front, but I, I just feel like Josh Berry's got the edge now that he can concentrate solely on his ride and uh, and turn in a good performance. Yeah, and you're getting plus money, which is always a positive in these head-to-heads. I like Berry as well. I like him to finish in the top five, plus 140. You've laid out a beautiful case about how, how good he's been this season, how good he's been on this track. Obviously, he won this race by 18 seconds last year. Um, but you look at comparable tracks that they've been at this this year, um, and he was fifth in Auto Club, fifth in Vegas, and seventh in Darlington. Darlington, not ex a complete comparison, but an intermediate style of track. So I've, I've been throwing that in there. But fifth place in the other two one and a half mile tracks they've been on so far this season. And that was early on in the season when Junior Motorsports was struggling a little more. That was about the time where I stopped betting on them because <laughs> they couldn't stay out of each other's way. Um, but things have been getting better. Um, I, I think that. You've got Gibbs is is Gibbs and John Hunter, I think, are the two for sure in the top five. Then you could start making some arguments from there. But Barry should be in the conversation. And with him being at plus 140, um, I think that that makes it even better for me. So give me Josh Barry, top five, plus 140. 
and that one's over on Caesars. So we've talked to you several times this season just about, and, and in the Cup Series too, more than I think in the Xfinity Series, is just how, how you have to know the time to pivot. You have to, to notice the trends and figure out that, you know, what you were doing before may not work going forward. And that's, again, we were talked a lot about hammering against uh, junior motorsports and, and really picking our spots to say they're not going to run very well or, or they're going to get in each other's way. Now, whatever that internal meeting was with, with junior, um, I'm sure they've cleaned up their act a little bit. And uh, I think they're they're making their way back up to the front as one of the better um, better teams uh, in the garage again. So much so, and I'll give you another junior motorsports driver. Another name I like to bring up almost on a weekly basis because, well, hell, that's exactly where he is most of the time, and that's Justin Allgaier. Uh, I've got him as a top five car as well. This one is is really juiced, and for good reason. It's And I say really juiced, but, you know, Cody, what what's our famous saying? You only pay the juice if you lose. I don't think you're going to lose this one. At minus 160, uh, Allgaier as a top five driver. Um, this season has not been, again, what he wants and what he wanted to, but in the last two races at Dover and Darlington, he's had a top five finish. He's had six top five finishes in 11 races. Again, quick math means that that's more than half of the races that he's been in. He's been a fifth place driver or better. Started out in Daytona with a third place finish there. Fontana, third place. Vegas, second place. Couple of rough weeks where he gotten crashed out. Obviously, when we talked about his teammates taking him out in Phoenix and Atlanta, 36th and 29th, but a fifth place in Austin, 13th at Richmond, sixth at Martinsville, uh, 28th at Talladega, Super Speedway. But uh, yeah, the last two races he's finished at least inside the top three. So if you want to try uh, a top three bet on Justin Allgaier, that might work for you as well. Um, but the only reason I caution a top three is because this track is uh, is not one where I think he's going to get a top three. Top five, sure. Top three, maybe not so much. Uh, the last few finishes for Allgaier here, second in 2019, fifth in 2020, 11th in 2021, seventh in 2022. So at least two of those four have given us a top five finish, and that, that last one last season was only a couple of spots outside of it. He did start second in that race, which means he had a fast car, just did not have the opportunity to turn in a fifth-place finish in that race, which is something I think he can do this week. And like I said, at minus 160, uh, I'm all over this one. I don't mind paying that juice because I really feel like this is a solid bet. Uh, I'm not as confident as you are for the minus 160 on this. I really do like Allgaier. I think that he's got potential to maybe even win this race. I'm not going to bet on him to win it, but... Uh, that's I think that's maybe why I gravitated to Barry so much because he was at plus money. I felt a lot more comfortable in that. I do think that Allgaier is going to be up there. I think he can get it done. I don't know if I want to pay minus 160, but hey, you only pay the juice if you lose, Rob. Amen to that. And like I said, I just I feel like he's I feel like he's got it coming to him. I feel like the last couple of races have been him reasserting himself into the conversation. Um when you can outlast what you had to outlast, I mean he started 18th. In Dover, finished third. 17th at Darlington, finished second. You know, he managed to, to maneuver his way through some traffic and through some problems, too. I mean, he had some some problems in those races and managed to find his way back up to the top five. So, top three, even. So, I'll, I'll take that. There you go. Okay, I'm going to steal a uh, page out of Rod's book here and go with a, a number uh, bet because I, I really like this one this week. Winning car number odd plus 130. Um, 
I think that the even side of this, which is this is over on Caesars, and the even side of this is at minus 160. So it's rather juiced up. I don't know if that's Kyle Bush mostly driving that, but uh, and John Hernimacek is on the even side. So that does scare me a little bit. But for the odd side, you get Sam Mayer. I'm actually going to make a case for him in a few. You get Justin Allgaier, who Rod just made a case for. You get Brandon Jones. You get the number 11. I'll just give that ticket back if it cashes. You get Ty Gibbs, though, Rod. That's what I really, really like about this one. Because you're so you're getting this at plus 130 for odd number. Includes all of these odd drivers. And Gibbs is only plus 275 to win this race. So that gives you the coverage on not just Gibbs, but all of these other odd number guys. Austin Hill is included in that list. Um, I'm trying to scroll through here and find other guys that really have potential to win this. No love for Jeb Burton? Come on now. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> none for, so that's pretty that's pretty much your list. None guys for Ryan Sieg? Come on, man. I love Ryan Sieg, and he'll probably finish top 10, but he's not going to win on Charlotte, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> I'll be betting on him in a couple weeks when we go back to the Super Speedway. Don't worry. Anyways, uh, but mostly, I mean, most of the argument for this is, is the fact that Gibbs is only plus 275, and you're getting the odd number at plus 130, and you're getting some of these other other really solid cars in there. Um, so that's why I like that one so much. So give me odd-numbered car to win this race, plus 130 over on Caesars. I'll see your odd number car and raise you a winning car number under 15 and a half. Again, we talked about it. Books, if you want me to stop giving out winning numbers, give us more options, and I will. Uh, but the winning car number, I like this one, though, under 15 and a half. This one's not as uh, as good of a price as Cody's. It's not plus money. It's minus 125, but under 15 and a half gets you. Cole Custer, Sam Mayer, Sheldon Creed, Josh Allgaier, or just Josh Allgaier, Justin Allgaier, what the hell, Josh Berry, that's the guy I meant, Josh Berry. Um, hell, if you want to even throw in Brandon Jones, that's fine. It gives you Kyle Busch, it gives you... That is a stock. Oh, I'm sorry. It gives you who? Oh, the number 11. <laughs> Jeez, don't curse on this pro program, Rod. I'm sorry. I have to mark this explicit <laughs> tag now. That was my bad. Uh, but it gives you... Go it back and that out. <laughs> it gives you... I, I mean, in fact, I think I will. Uh, it, gives you, it gives you a very wide coverage of, uh, of what you got. I mean, and look, some of the favorites in this are obviously included in this as well. So if Kyle Busch does win... And you double down on it, then you're gonna you're gonna double down on it. Or if Kyle Busch doesn't win, but you still have this bet, and, and Justin Allgaier comes through for you, or Josh Berry comes through for you, then uh, you know I, I think you're gonna be good to go with winning car under uh, fifteen and a half. I I don't generally like to argue with you on numbers, but uh, remind me what number Ty Gibbs is running this week, Ron. Nineteen. That's that's over that number. So that's that's my only comment. Not if you not if you subtract four from it, then you're good, right? <laughs> okay, you yes. could do that. No, Math again, not a strong suit. I don't. We well read the terms and condition. Maybe that applies. <laughs> Back of the napkin math not accepted here. Uh, all right, let's let's step away one more time. Uh, we got some winners to line up for you for this race. Uh, some some compelling 
numbers that are all over 15 and a half. Uh, I'm just kidding, but we'll <laughs> let you know who they are. Not one are. of them. <laughs> yeah, only one of them. But all right. No, two of them. Yours is two. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yours under. Yeah. Look at you. There you go. See? All right, fine. We're good. I can do math. <laughs> you can't argue with me on this one. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back and we'll line up our race winners for the Al Skull Uniforms 300. But let's say thank you first. Thank you. The, all the best people in the world say thank you. And we're saying thank you to you uh, because you are watching this on YouTube. And we have noticed the steady following of folks that we have on there right now that are growing. And uh, and again, we just we enjoy doing this for you. <clears throat> we enjoy putting it out on another outlet because, uh, you know, you guys want to consume it in different ways. You guys have it. Now you have videos to, to back up everything. And you can see our smiling faces. You can see us waving at you right now. But we appreciate it. Continue to subscribe. Continue to like. Continue to comment. Ring the bell. Shout out all of the things. Sound the trumpets. Run the drums. I don't know. Do what you got to do to keep that channel growing. We love it. We continue to see it. If you're an old school listener, once again, we are Herb approved. We are so glad, Herb, that we could put some smiles on your kids' faces uh, and, and you know, just have them light up. Hey, they said my daddy's name on the podcast. It always seems to be a fun story to tell. Uh, so continue to leave those reviews. We want to hear from you and, and how much fun you have listening to the show. We have equally as much fun bringing it to you. So please continue to do so and listen responsibly. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold all right so listen responsibly may become my new tag I don't know. <laughs> just, just listen responsibly listen that responsibly uh all right. um by the way <laughs> yes, go sir. check out um go check out the old-fashioned football podcast they had uh, the guys from Foundry Distilling on there. I haven't had a chance to listen to this episode yet, but Brandon Cook, one of those guys, uh, and he became a fan of old-fashioned football, made that partnership work because he was a fan of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast first. So, sure he's listening. Shout out to you, Brandon. We appreciate it. And uh, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll get him on to talk whiskey here. That would be a good off-season thing. We could talk some some NASCAR betting and whiskey in the off-season. Could we, could we get our That's, own, uh, could we get our own, like... Old-fashioned like, racing? Ooh. 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 <laughs> Maybe we don't go with the old-fashioned part of it. I want our own label. I want um, NASCAR. We could do like a moonshine type of thing with, oh. that, you know, with NASCAR tie-in. Oh, well, yeah, guess what, yeah. though? Uh, the number six car, I love the sponsor for the six car. Moonshine and Motorsports Trail. I love ooh. that. That's beautiful. Who's in the six car? Uh, Brandon Poole. Oh. Brandon oh, Poole. Brand, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon. He's, uh, Brandon. He's going to kick... Ross Chastain's ass, right? Or was it Kyle Larson's? Whose ass was he going to kick? Brandon Poole? Oh, I don't know. Probably everybody's. He was, he was in the 15 car when, when Chastain took him out. Yeah. He was going to kick his ass. Yeah, yeah that's frosted tips. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but All yeah, right. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, Brandon, we want, uh, we want our own private label, uh, NASCAR yeah. gambling pod private label. <laughs> I, th I have heard there is some rumblings that uh, stuff is being worked on, so who knows? 
Yes. All right. Well, let's let's pick okay. some winners for let's this race, shall we? Yes. <laughs> or get too far off track. All right. Well, this is a Ty Gibbs week, Rod. Plus two seventy five. Absolutely love this. I'm going multiple units on Ty Gibbs. He's the favorite. I get it, but he's head and shoulders above anybody else in this field when it comes to the equipment he's in and the talent he has. Kyle Busch is is at that disadvantage because of the equipment. John Hernemacek scares me a lot more at plus 500 than Kyle Busch does at a similar price to Gibbs, but I think that Gibbs runs away with this. I think he is going to be the one that steals the show. Maybe some people expect that to be Kyle Busch. It's going to be Ty Gibbs this week. Plus 275 over on Barstool Sportsbook. Um, I, I'm going pretty big on Gibbs this week. I, I absolutely love him in this Xfinity Series race. Like you said, defending series champion, coming back. He's had a lot of success this season in the Cup Series. Yes, he's had some really good finishes, but it's a huge adjustment when you move up to that, right? He was won his very first ever start in the Xfinity Series. This has been his series literally since day one of setting foot into it. He has owned it. I think he continues to do that. Like you said, second place last season in this race, first place in his other start at this track. He's very good here. These Gibbs cars have been fast, 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 including that 19 car. Ryan Truex won in it. Now you're going to put Ty Gibbs in it. I think that Ty Gibbs runs away, steals the show, plus 275. In case that doesn't happen, because it's racing. They play, they play the race for a reason, right? I've got a couple of different long shots here. I did not intend to put three long shots on here, but I could not make up my mind between the three of them and which one to get rid of. And they're all 20 to 1 or more. So why not have a couple of sprinkles out there? A couple small insurance policies. That's always a, always a good thing to have, Rod. So Sam Mayer, mentioned him earlier. A second-place finish at California, a seventh-place finish at Las Vegas, an eighth-place finish at Darlington, third behind Josh Berry and Ty Gibbs in this race last season. He's shown flashes. He's not gotten to victory lane yet. The junior motorsports cars, none of them have gotten to victory lane yet. Very surprising. If you would have told me before the season we would be coming to Charlotte in end of May, and a junior motorsports car would not have won, I would have said you were completely wrong and out of your mind. Probably would have said the same thing about Cole Custer, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but Sam Mayer, it's it's coming. He's, he's going to have that first win eventually. I think this is a track where he could sneak up and maybe grab it. I think there's going to, I don't know that he's going to have the fastest car all day, but if the circumstances fall properly, that's what you're hoping for at 20 to 1. So I'm going to take him. Austin Hill is 25 to 1, Rod. This is just the disrespectful line. He originally was not in here on my picks. I looked again, and I, and after I talked to myself into taking him in the head-to-heads, I'm like, at 25 to 1, you, you can't not mention him at this price. That's ridiculous for as good as he is, as solid as the results are. Again, three intermediate tracks this season, fourth, first, and sixth. He won one of them, right? And fourth and sixth and the other two, that's very solid. He can be there at the end. One of his wins, we saw that, right? He was there at the end, literally passed as they were taking the white flag to win the race. Um, so you, you've got to take Austin Hill. He's got three wins this season already, I think. So he's got nothing to lose if it comes to gambling at the end. 25 to 1, can't pass it up. And Sammy Smith is 20 to 1. Again, I picked against him in some head-to-heads, but that Gibbs equipment, these are going to be really fast cars. If he puts it all together, they've had a lot of mistakes out of that team this season whether it's been just bad pick strategy, some other things that have happened, some stuff that puts him behind the eight ball right from the start. But he can put a race together, and that gives equipment, like I've already said, is head and shoulders above anybody else in the field. 
week in and week out. I'm expecting Gib Ty Gibbs to run away with this race. I'm expecting John Hunter to be right there with him. Sammy Smith is in the other Gibbs car. We've seen him get a win already. We know he can do it. And a 20 to 1, I think that you take these three guys. I couldn't pick between them, so I decided to give them all out. I'm going a couple units heavy on, on Gibbs. So if Gibbs wins this, it's that's going to be what wins me the day. But these small little insurance policies, in case things go crazy, in case one of these guys jumps up and wins it, and none of these guys, despite their long shot odds, it's not like anything crazy has to happen. They're all guys that can put themselves in position. They can all have fast cars. They can be there. They just need things to fall the right way. So Gibbs plus 275, Mayer 20 to 1, Sammy Smith 20 to 1, Austin Hill 25 to 1. Let's go win some money. It's incredible that they are the way they are because my pick is solely based on value alone in that I'm surprised that the guy who won this race last week is, or last week rather, won this race last season is at 12 to 1, and that's Josh Berry. He's 12 to 1 plus 1,200 to win this race, and I couldn't believe it when I saw it, uh, which is why I said I have to grab this over on Superbook because to me, that is very much mispriced. That is something that... We, we talked about Josh Berry already as, as the fact that he's definitely one of those drivers that can win this race. Why? Because he won it last year and he won it soundly. It wasn't even as if it was a, a close last minute pass. It wasn't like two people in front of him wrecked out and he slid through. No. Max Verstappen style. Max Verstappen. He <laughs> like secondly. <laughs> he put a licking on the field indeed. So um, I, I just think he can do this again. Obviously, outside of those two poor finishes at uh, super speedways i mean the dude's been solid right second place finishes third place finishes top fives he's been around the front he hasn't broken through for a win yet this season but may i remind you last year he was having a rough season even worse than this season he started out with the 16th of daytona um and then had a few bad runs in in austin he finished 27th Martinsville 19th, Talladega 11th, but then he ended up winning at Dover, and that basically uh, picked him up. Then he finished 18th at Darlington, uh, but he won this race. That was only a second win of the season, which means that, you know, again, he slowly improved uh, over the course of the season. So this year is kind of the same thing, right? He's off to kind of a rough start, and I think that uh, all he needs is the opportunity to, to break through. Now, last year that was Dover, but it could be Charlotte for him this year where he can finally find his way through. Um, he started fourth in that race, too. So that means if he can start up front, I really like this. And if he qualifies well, you probably won't get 12-1 to 1 on Josh Berry uh, for for this race. And so if you believe in Josh Berry to, to be able to withstand uh, the barrage of Kyle Busch. Now, last year, Kyle Busch wasn't in this race, but we don't think Kyle Busch is going to necessarily contend uh, for the win proper. Uh, or at least if he does, one of these other guys are going to get to him, whether it's Gibbs or Barry. And remember, we talked about this even last uh, last week at North Wilkesboro. Those two guys are the top of the class. Even in that All-Star Open, with all of the cup drivers, the cup regulars, we still said Gibbs and Barry will be the class of those guys. And guess what? They ended up being the class of those guys because those are two talented young drivers, and they are cup drivers. I don't, you know, Gibbs is obviously a cup regular, but Barry's a cup driver. It's just a matter of what he decides to do this weekend, right? So to put him in the opportunity to be a, a, a not favorite to win this race at 12 to 1, yet still a favorite to win this race because he did it last year, um, I love the value in a 12 to 1 for Josh Berry. So give me all of that. Yeah, no argument here. I mean, 12 to 1, it's really good value. I've already made the case for him for the top five. You talked about him earlier. 
He just laid out a perfect case. So 12 to one, I think there's good value. Again, I, I guess it's because these two cup guys are in the field, but it's really opened it up and there is a lot of value throughout this. I mean, even John Hunter Nemechek at five to one, like you could make a very solid case that that's a good bet. Um, and then it really, everybody is, is more from there. Once you get, so what? One, two, three, four, five, six, Josh. Wow. Josh Berry's plus eight fifty on this book. So yeah, if you're seeing him at 12 to one, get him because yeah. So, I mean, and then it's a huge drop off. Like Sam Mayer is the next favorite then at 20 to one. So, um, definitely. Yeah. A, a weird way or weird values i guess they have but some really good value out there to snag somebody hand hammered him down already he's at 900 now on superbook yeah this morning this morning cody he was at 12 to 1 so the public's already hammering on him crazy but still even at 9 to 1 i think your your case remains the same yep i believe so as well i gotta update the sheet because now i gotta (laughs) uh uh, all right get out your pen and paper we're gonna go over all of the bets for the alsco uniforms 300 from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Cody started you out with John Hunter Nemechek over Kyle Busch at plus 130 over there on Superbook. I gave you uh, Ty Gibbs over Kyle Busch at minus 125. Cody followed that up with uh, Austin Hill over Sammy Smith at plus 110. I gave you Sheldon Creed over Brandon Jones at minus 110 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Austin Hill as the winner of Group C over Sam Mayer, uh, Chandler Smith, or no, uh, yeah, Chandler Smith and Sammy Smith. Uh, the Chandlers and the Sammys all, you know, <laughs> get confused. Yeah. Uh, at plus 240 over on Caesars, I gave you Josh Berry over Cole Custer at plus 105 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Josh Berry as a top five car at plus 150 on Caesars. I suggest an Allgaier would be a top five car at minus 160 on Caesars. Cody said the winning car number was going to be odd at plus 130 on Caesars. And I said the winning car could be odd, but it'll be under 15 and a half at minus 125. And then Cody gave you Ty Gibbs to win this race at plus 275 over on Barstool. Followed up with Sam Mayer at 20 to 1, Austin Hill at 25 to 1, and Sammy Smith at 20 to 1. And I threw in Josh Berry, who now is at plus 900 to win this race over on Superbook. But I still like the odds because I still think he's going to win. I love it. All right. That was the, uh, those are the picks, man. The picks are in. Go fill out your cards. Go get everything set up so you can just sit back and relax on Saturday and have yourself a good time watching the Xfinity Series troll around Charlotte. You'll have already watched a truck race happen. And you'll be getting ready for the main event uh, on Sunday between Monaco, between Indy, between the Coke 600. So much fun racing to still break down, Cody. We're not even halfway through yet. We got a, we got a lot left to go. Sure do. Uh, all right. So in the meantime, though, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go to get your cards set up. But uh, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. That's where you can follow everything. But if you want to know all the stuff that's already out there, I've got an Indy 500 article out. We have the special Indianapolis 500 um, betting episode of the the Indy Car. What do we call it? The Indy Car Gambling Podcast. <laughs> Indy Car Gambling liked. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's in the in the NASCAR right here on the YouTube on the podcast feeds. Go back and give that a listen. The Cup Series picks for the Coke 600 are already out there. Coming soon on the F1 Gambling Podcast. We'll have Monaco out for you. We'll be back with a truck series episode if we can get some odds ever. Got a DFS episode coming up still. 
I'm going to be on a couple of other shows, the uh, NASCAR betting preview show, the podcast version, the Xfinity Series one with uh, Mike Bachman. I'm going to be on there with him on Thursday evening. So definitely check that out. And uh, Dale Center over on YouTube uh, for the Garage Guys. I'll be appearing on there for the F1 for the Monaco as well. So a loaded week, lots of content, lots of fun stuff, lots of good racing. Ready for a Ty Gibbs dominating Saturday. Let's go make some money. I don't know that we sleep. Honestly, I can't. I don't know if we actually sleep. I, I, I'm not I convinced yeah. that we're not AI robots and we just continue to crank <laughs> At this it out. Point, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter or my AI bot, whatever it is, at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything my AI bot's going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road, kick it off on Thursday. And of course, check out my uh, work coming out very soon for, for frequency's sake. I'm going to do a racing breakdown, a, way, a racing weekend breakdown for the guys over there at For Frequency's sake. Keep an eye open for that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow with the trucks. And, of course, keep an eye on the F1 Gambling Podcast. Go back, listen to the IndyCar Gambling Podcast. I mean, uh, and have some fun. We'll see you tomorrow. And until next time, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>